I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it. <laughs> we did. We finally are rid of 2020. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't say that. Well, yeah, I do say it because I'm kind of glad it's behind us. Um, but there was so much that we learned in that year. You know, you and I, before we hit record, were talking about how our holidays were different. Mm-hmm. And how some of those things that we learned, we want to keep going. Yep. In 2021. So, folks, you know, look back, figure out what was great, what wasn't great, do more of what was great, do less of what wasn't great kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's all part of your annual reflection. Mm-hmm. But today we're in week three, wow, it's hard to believe, of four steps to meaningful change. So we've covered awareness, we've covered vision, and today we're talking about strategy. Now, you know, as I was, as I was writing the post that went out this morning, I started thinking about all of the strategic plans that I worked on when I was um, running companies. And, you know, some of those were... Some of them, I have to say, weren't worth the paper I printed them on. Mm -hmm. They were great ideas, but they just never seemed to have the tools in place or the mechanics in place to achieve what it is we really wanted to achieve. You know, we yes, we, we achieved what we needed to. The company was successful, but we never really achieved our full potential, in my opinion. And I think it's just because our, we had the strategic plan, we, ident- we had the vision, we, we identified the goals, but there were some things that were missing. And one of the huge pieces that was missing was the evaluation piece. When things don't go as planned, how do we fix that? What do we do to change it? So when, when you saw my post, did anything jump out at you? Um, I mean, I or think, was it what you thought I would say? I think it's it's what I thought you would say. You did catch me with the evaluation reminder um, because I think okay. Some and I think you know your example was great. You shared that you had that you would feel frustrated or discouraged, and then kind of ultimately decide I'm just not going to do this, which right. sometimes seems like the the easier option. Like maybe Absolutely. our brain does that intentionally because it's like a, you know, it's just easier to quit than to reevaluate and, and maybe take a couple steps back and, and move forward from there. Um, but I think what I, I really like this step and I guess I, I don't know what the fourth step will be yet because I haven't seen the, uh, the email writing yet, but right. I think so far that this one is the most, the, the one that jazzes me the most, um, because it's the one that has some real defined action behind it. Yes. So you need the awareness piece and you need the vision piece. Like you, you definitely, those are, those are necessity for right. sure. But the strategy is the one that's, that's got the, the action and the movement behind it. And that's where you start to, when you execute on that strategy, you start to pick up the momentum that carries you through the process. Exactly. And you know, as I was writing this, um, I thought I should just let Marissa write this <laughs> because Marissa is far better at developing strategies than I am. You just, you're very gifted in that area. So when stra- that word strategy can be a frightening word mm-hmm. 
So what does it mean to you? I think maybe less intimidating words are plan or game plan or um, roadmap, path. can be any of those things. It's, it's, right. ho- it's how you're going to get from point A to point B. Exactly. Um, and yes, I think a lot of times we think like strategy is, you know, chess strategy where, you know, figuring out all these things to win or, um, right. strategic planning as a word that makes a lot of people cringe, Exactly. but it's really simple. It's figuring out what you need to do to get where you want to go and then scheduling it. Scheduling it. Yeah. I love that. Simple. Figuring out where you want to go and how you need to get there type of thing. Those steps mm-hmm. to get where you want to go and scheduling it. And, you know, you and I chatted a little bit as we always do before we hit record. And, and, and you know, you, were, you said things like it's, it's going to be different for each person because mm-hmm. we're all different. And there's tools that all of us can use to develop or to, to help us implement the strategy that we picked. I just happened to do a quick search this morning, uh, right after I sent you the post um, that's going to that's gonna come out, that came out this morning. But right after I sent that to you, I, and we record typically a week ahead. So that's why I said this morning when I sent that post to you. Um, but I quickly did a search. And this is an extremely popular topic, especially this time of year. So I just, and it was interesting. You can, no matter what number you want to pick, somebody has that many <laughs> strategies for achieving. So three strategies for setting and achieving your goals. Five powerful strategies to help you achieve any goal. Seven bulletproof strategies to achieve goals in business. Uh, top seven strategies to achieve your goals. Eight strategies for achieving SMART goals. So they use the acronym SMART there. Nine strategies for achieving your goals. Now, I found this was my favorite. 15 bulletproof strategies for achieving your goals. And I thought, wow. 15, 15. So what I realized when I went through this list was we've covered a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that they, they did talk about in this one was to use smarter goals. Now, most of us have heard of the SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relative, and time-bound. But smarter, and there's a couple different versions of smarter. Clearly, the S is always for specific. If your vision, if your goal, if your value isn't specific, it doesn't work. Measurable or meaningful. I've seen both of those. Mm-hmm. But, I, but first of all, why would you work on achieving anything that isn't meaningful? That's just plain stupid. And measurable clearly is, is critical. Attainable or achievable. Is it relevant? Absolutely. Time bound is is clearly um, has to be there, and then the the E and the R for smarter evaluate or exciting. Because I uh, Michael Hyatt likes to say your goals or your values need to be exciting, and then Michael Hyatt says that your the R should be something that's risky. You know, mm-hmm. it should be it should stretch you, not risk in a bad way. But this one said to readjust. So as I kind of went through this, I'm thinking, all right, smarter. Well, we covered a bunch of that. But then number two is create a plan of action. That's what we're talking about today. Three, step three was eliminate bad habits. Well, we didn't cover that one. Um, and it's not part of next week. But that is really a critical one. Are there bad habits 
that you need to, those are the stop doing things. Um, instill self-discipline. We're talking about that today. Mm-hmm. Mitigate your distractions. Wow. So that's a key part. I, I never had that in my plans. Um, this one we're, we're talking about today, leverage daily goal setting. So, you know, in my post this morning, it talks about the things that we build into our daily agenda, which are part of our, our strategy. Um, avoid procrastination. Well, if you're scheduling it, that's why to-do lists are bad. To-do lists feed into procrastinators. Mm-hmm. Schedule your actions. Don't put them on a to-do list. Manage your time. That's part of our daily agenda piece. You'll love this one. Number eight, chase the frog. <laughs> and I wonder, chase the frog, is this? Sure enough, it's eating your ugliest frog first. Mm-hmm. One of our previous podcasts. This is one, Marissa, that I never thought of. Implement the Pareto principle. That's mm. Which is basically the 80-20 The 80-20, yeah. Yeah, so you want to figure out what 20% of your efforts is going to give you 80% of your results. That's goes into the strategy part. Number 11, I love this because we're talking about it, welcome failure. So that's this evaluation piece. When we fail at implementing one of our strategic steps, we didn't fail, the strategy failed us. So don't take a failure as you messed up. Where we may have messed up was we didn't pick the right tool. Um. Seek out daily doses of inspiration. Find a mentor. We talked about that in previous weeks. Track your progress. Well, that's, Mm -hmm. to me, that's like an obvious one. And 15 was welcome criticism. So what you really want is feedback. So as I went through the 15, I thought, well, we're not doing that bad with ours. And what I love is that we're going to cover most of this in the first three steps. Mm-hmm. Well, the, these are almost like, <clears throat> these are strategies for your strategy. <laughs> yes, exactly. So these aren't the things that are going to actually, you know, be the game changer. They will be the things that set you up for success with your strategy. Right, uh, right. So how would we describe the way we develop our strategy? What are your thoughts? So there's a quote that I really like, and there, there's, a, there's a lot of renditions of this kind of saying the same thing. But the one I, I really like is, the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. Yep. And I think Love that's it. how you can think about every strategy. If you look at, if, it, if it's meaningful, right? If it's really something that you've set this smarter goal for and um, it's important, then it's probably pretty big. It's not something that's like going to be a, a one step and there you are. Um, right. And so it's looking at that seemingly insurmountable goal and breaking it up into smaller bite-sized pieces. Exactly. That you can achieve and move on to the next and the next and the next, whether it be a daily habit or a weekly habit or a monthly habit or quarterly, whatever it's going to take to get there, but, yep. but kind of figuring out, okay, so if, if, you, if your goal is to write a book, well, you know, you, you don't just one day sit down and, and write the whole book. Right. You're going to write 
chapters. And the chapters you might not even write all at once. It might just mean sitting down daily for 25 minutes and writing and waking up the next day and doing it again and kind of building that into your daily routine through whatever system you use, whether it be a paper agenda, a digital agenda, an app that helps you keep track of those things. Exactly. Exactly. You know, for me, for a long time, I wanted to plan. I wanted to accomplish two things. Mm -hmm. I wanted to spend time thinking. And I wanted to spend time journaling my thoughts. Because I thought that there was some some gold nuggets buried underneath a bunch of nonsense that if I could just slow my brain down enough, I could find some of those gold nuggets that were in there. And I tried all kinds of things. And I bought myself a journal. And I bought myself a pen. And I, you know, that I would only use when I journal kind of thing. But it only really happened when I scheduled on my calendar and all of my coworkers can see that there's a time on when I start my day that it's blocked. And when I did that, it started to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, the thoughts and things. And we've shared some of these on, on the podcast, some things that, that came to mind while I was doing that. Now, and, and I learned something, you know, since we went through the holidays, that when, that when I have a very structured agenda, typical workday, it's much easier to maintain my strategies. Mm-hmm. When I'm off or on vacation or have, you know, as we, we were blessed this, this uh, Christmas holiday season to have my daughter here with her family, we were, it, it, things were just disrupted, which isn't a bad thing. It was, it's normal. And so did my system fail? No, my system didn't fail. My system works. And my system works when I'm in a routine. My strategies work when I'm in my routine. It's okay to go off routine for a while. Just don't stay off your routine. So one of the, th- the strategies that I realized was by building a discipline or a habit into something that is, what's the word I'm looking for, mandated by somebody else, it's much easier to maintain it. So what I mean by that is, Typically, my Monday through Friday is very structured. It's mandated by my employer, if I use it that phrase. So I just picked my thinking time to be before my workday starts. Mm-hmm. But my workday starts at five days a week, you know, 40-some weeks out of the year. I don't know if you think about, you know, your vacation and your holiday type of thing. So that pretty much guarantees that if I follow that path, my strategy will work. And it's little bite-sized things that feed it. So I like how you said, you know, taking where you want to go, breaking it down into what I do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly. That's how we achieve it. Um, what, and you also talked about different ways to, to manage that. You talked about like paper journals and calendars mm-hmm. and digital. Um, but you're a person, you like paper, right? I do both. I have okay. my own little, <laughs> what works for me, I guess. Um and I think it depends whether it's personal or work-related. Mm, okay. So yep. for work things and a few personal things, I use a certain app that I really like that keeps me on track. Um, well, I guess I can share it. It's called Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Yep. Everyone that works with us knows that I have loved it for years and 
would be lost with, without it. Um, but then for the more personal things in my life, I do keep a paper agenda that I, I like. And I think it, everyone finds what works for them. I know, you know, you kind yeah. of, you, you and I both kind of have a hybrid method. I think right. um, the important thing is finding what, what works for you and what you can be consistent with. But it, regardless of, of what method, I think what it forces you to do, and I think this is what helped you with your thinking time, is that by by writing it down and scheduling it, instead of trying to find the time, right? You'd probably always be yes. thinking like, when I have a moment, I'll sit down and think, or let me, I just need to find the time. The time is found because you put it on your calendar. And it, and right. so whether it's, you know, seven, eight, or I don't know what time your thinking time is, but you have that defined and yep. you're not just trying to fit it in between things. Because if, if we don't, control our time someone else will control it for us and then you lose sight of what is essential to you and what's important to you Um, and so I think by by marking it down like that you've said hey this is my time and yep I'm sure there are situations where you know something you might have to move it or swap it or something like that but that's up to you to decide because now you've kind of said this is my thinking time Um, and then it becomes a choice if you need to move it or not or say no to something else. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that we touched on before um, we started recording was, for instance, if one of our values, if one of our goals is to strengthen a relationship with a spouse, Mm -hmm. um, well, how do you do that? You know, I I read a quote one time that, that people are very willing to spend large sums of money to repair a relationship but they're not willing to spend time and money to strengthen it before it's broken. Mm-hmm. They said it, the, the quote was much better than mine. So if we, if, if I value something, I have to schedule it. And so for instance, if I value my relationship with my, with my wife, I have to schedule somehow on the calendar, whatever we determine the, the frequency to be that we're going to have one or two date nights a month, whatever it is. And, and I, and, and then we talk and I said, you know, it's much harder when, you're have little kids at home and when you may not have babysitters that you trust or it may be harder when you're in a COVID environment but like you had just said you can have a movie night and you can just put it on the calendar that says on this date we're going to you know work on making sure the kids get to bed at a certain time and then we block out whatever time frame that is for us time and one of the things that the reason why you have to get it on your calendar is so let's say we've d- determined that Thursday nights are the nights that we're going to have a movie night, you know, or a date night. Now, if our friends say, hey, are you busy on Thursday night next week? And that's the date that we scheduled for just us. The answer is, yes, we're busy. Sorry, we have plans. You do what you prioritize. So you mm-hmm. just you get it on the calendar early because life will get in the way. Things will push it out of the way. Yep. Uh, one of the things that I think I mentioned, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast was, you know, uh, vacation time with family. And, and my wife and I were blessed to be able to find the same camp that we used this past year is available next June. But it's going to be the last week of June. The last week of June is the end of our fiscal year at MACME. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a, a revenue generator. Well, guess what? It's on my calendar that I'm off that week. 
And I've already talked to Randy, our boss, and said, Randy, just so you know, I'm off that week. Now, so that is a priority. But it's also a priority for me to make my financial numbers for the company. But since I know that now, I better, well, you, you should never be work, rushing at the last end of your fiscal year to make your money anyways. I'm going to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. But that has to be on the calendar first. Yeah. Because it meets the values. It meets my priorities. Something else that I, I pulled out of one of my binders here that I use for my growth plan. And, and it was, uh, you know, thinking ahead. It's a sheet for me. And so for me, it has my six values by priority. Um, but then it has a list. People that I plan to meet. Hmm. So I, and I've got space for them. Books that I plan to read. Events and training that I plan to attend. So as I begin my year, that's filled out as much as I can. So that as soon as I see an opportunity, I can say, okay, I don't have to go research this now. I know that I want to have a meeting with this person or I'm going to this event. Right. So just whatever tools you use, get them ready mm -hmm. and, and work on 2021 with, with, with great intentionality. Because without a strategy, you're going to end up in December saying, what happened to the year? Right. Do you have any, um, we, we, you have your, your, and we've talked about your, your seasonal bucket list. Mm -hmm. um, any other tactics that you use that you think are, are very meaningful to you? Um, I think, you know, there, there are some, some simple things that, that I do that I think can be, you know, applied in various areas. Uh, a few years ago, I kind of decided that I wanted to like be a better friend or a better family member. Um, and one way I could do that would be to remember people's like birthdays and anniversaries oh, and things it. like that, you know, send a card ahead of time. Um, and I'm usually like, I'm pretty good with dates. Like I, I, I can recognize like, okay, today is December 28th and it's so-and-so's birthday. But I wanted to be ahead of the game because what if I wanted yes. to mail them a card or send them a gift? Yeah. And um, so I kept I I started a perpetual calendar where you can you know have the month and and all the celebrations that happen on the same day every year. And when when my new planner comes every summer because I use a an academic year planner, um, mm -hmm. I go in and I write down on the dates everyone's birthdays and anniversaries are important dates I want to remember. And then I backtrack like a week in Mark, you know, mail grandma's birthday card or things yeah. like that, that will trigger the action so that when grandma's birthday comes around, the card is there and everything is ready to go. Sometimes I even, if I already have the card, I'll like stick it in that part of the, the agenda. Uh, but it's finding systems like that. And, and that's, that's something yeah. that can be applied in many areas. Like whether you're trying, like I right. shared that I'm looking to simplify. So like I use a, a kind of a base grocery list every week and to build off of or whatever your mm -hmm. system may be. Or if there's a report that you run for work that seems like you spend too much time on it, you know, what can you automate that if you put a little bit of extra work in, now or whenever you set your goal that it will when it when it comes around you'll be like wow I did that it's all yes. set and ready for me to go it's like putting in a little bit of effort now 
for a pretty big reward at the end. Um, And I think that's kind of what we're trying to, to think about here and find, you know, making it just methodical and systematic and kind of like how your, your writing habit is. It's like, it probably took a few days, but now it's like, you know, you wake up, you do whatever routine you have and you go straight to your, your journaling time. Right. And it just becomes a part of who you are. Exactly. And as I mentioned a few weeks back, it almost energizes me to get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. I need to go through these next steps because then I'm going to have my thinking slash journaling time. And then I think the evaluation piece is really critical because so, yes. you know, if in, if three months from now you sit down and you're like, okay, I've, I've given this writing thing a quarter. So is it is it doing what I thought it would do? Am I like finding these gold nuggets that I'm looking for? Am I enjoying right. it? Um, and if, if you're realizing like, you know what, this actually isn't where I'm having my best thinking, maybe it's when I walk. And so the yes. strategy needs to change because if your goal is to kind of find those nuggets hidden inside all of what's in your brain. If you're not right. doing that, then you change your strategy. It's not like, well, I give up. I'm just, I have nothing good <laughs> to, to think exactly. about. Yes. And yeah, so I, I think love that. that's that really about- important. Yeah, that evaluation piece and modifying the strategy, mm-hmm. tweaking the strategies to get us where we want to go. You know, as you were talking about um, like having things like your your base grocery list and those type of things in the calendar to prepare so that you, and I love the fact that, you know, your goal was to be a better friend. I think you're an amazing friend already. So I can't imagine that you need to grow there, but you feel that you do. And I think that's wonderful. Um, but I started thinking just this past week when I was doing some reflections, you know, we're all getting ready to, if we haven't done it already, take down our holiday decorations. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, people can say, whoa, Dave is really going off the deep end on this one. But <laughs> evaluate. Did your decorations work out the way you wanted to? Yeah. You know, were there things that you found yourself running to the store to get at the end because there was something you wanted to make a little bit more special, but they were out of type of thing? Mm-hmm. Well, figure that out now. And when you store them, store them in a way that you can take them out easily. Mm-hmm. Label the bins that you store, whatever it is, because come whenever you folks do it. I mean, I'm, well, I know you put your lights up on the last warm day in the fall before <laughs> it gets crazy. I usually do it when I'm freezing. <laughs> but when you get to the, whatever that is, sometime in November, will you be able to find what you need? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things, I don't know if you noticed this, but if you would go to, you know, the big box stores like Lowe's or Home Depot, they didn't have Christmas things left. Yeah. It was as if it, there was a hurricane coming and this was toilet paper. I mean, it was incredible mm-hmm. how much stuff was gone in bare shelves. So guess what? There's no after Christmas sales to buy them. Yeah. So if you get it, re- if you understand what you want, make your list. Schedule it in Outlook that says sometime after Halloween, order or pick up or whatever what you need. And next Christmas, as you begin, that time just around Thanksgiving will be a lot less stressful. Yeah. And it, you're going to achieve what you want. It's like proactively considering your pain points, right? If it's like, exactly. If you I know that. that every year in November you're stressed because your lights are tangled. It's like, okay, now is your chance to like roll them on one of those rollers so that yes. next November 
you're not dreading putting up the lights or, you know, whatever right. your pain point is. And it, like, I, I always struggle with the mess that comes with the after Christmas, you know, the gift wrap and the boxes and, yes. and just the things that weren't in my home before that need to find a new home in my home. Right. Uh, so, and knowing that that was my pain point that I have had the last several years this year, I proactively purchased all the storage containers that I knew would be Perfect. required of the new things coming into my home. And I felt so much better when I knew that everything had a place to go and it wasn't going to just be all over my house for, you know, two weeks while I hemmed and hawed over what I needed exactly. to do. And I'm exactly. like, why didn't I think of this sooner? Why did it take me this many Christmases? Right. <laughs> it's finding and those little things that just kind of inch you like that. That is now inching me closer to my more simplified life. Exactly. And so one of the things that, you know, people are going to think, oh, these, these two are nuts. Yeah, we've lost like, it. <laughs> they're but no, but what we're using, we're using this as an example yes. of a strategy that you can use to help you achieve your goals. That's mm -hmm. what this is all about. Mm -hmm. So I discovered something. Mm. I solved the mystery of where did the 52 lessons from a Christmas Carol book come from? No way. All right. Where did it come from? Bethany sent it to me. That's my funny. Daughter. I that was my suspicion. Isn't that crazy? And what happened was she she that when she ordered it, she she saw it. She got like this email about this from some site. Mm -hmm. She goes, Oh, dad would really like that. So she ordered it for me, but there was no place for her to put in the order that it was from her, so it didn't show up anywhere. And I was saying to her last um when she was here, just you know, week ago i said you know i got this really neat book <laughs> and she goes really do you know where you got your book and i said no i've been thinking did i order it and not remember it she goes i send it to you so that's funny. That, the book the mystery of the book is solved that's great the book came from bethany and that was great because it was just you know what does that tell me it tells me she was thinking about me she was thinking specifically about the movie my favorite movie you know, my favorite story. And I'm, I've gotten so many gold nuggets out of that little tiny book. It's amazing. So here's another tip for you. There are only 359 shopping days left till Christmas. <laughs> I guess uh, it depends on when you listen to the podcast. So, Well, I'll start, I'll start my list then. <laughs> exactly. Anything that I forgot? No, I, I think we, we covered a lot, and next week will be our final week in this series. All right, here we go. Step four is courage. Yeah, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see where you go with that one. Yeah, so I am too. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page. Page.